0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Borealis Experience. I'm your host, Aurora, and I'm very excited to be posting this interview today here for you. This time, I was interviewed by two youngsters from the UK, Elliot Oaks and Jack White, with their podcast Chatterbox. They got curious about my stance on feminism and meditation. They wanted to know if meditation really helps with anxiety and then we also chat about jealousy social media and how yeah we can learn to be less jealous sorry and uh, more confident with ourselves you will learn tons about me (laughs) and um, yeah I'm excited to sharing um, this episode with you those two guys did a wonderful job they're great podcast hosts Make sure to check them out, Chatterbox, on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and wherever you can find podcasts.
1: Should we be blaming an entire gender for what this one man has done?
0: Of course not.
2: Some listeners may find the following podcast disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Today, we are joined with Aurora, who is the host of the Borealis Experience.
0: Hello, hello. And um, yeah, thank you so much for reaching out to me and for having me on your podcast. I feel very excited and honored to be here with you.
1: It's lovely to have you, Aurora. It um, really, really is. Um, so, so do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself then? I mean, where did you start? What do you do? Who is Aurora? Aurora? <laughs>
0: So Aurora is uh, a very uh, diverse uh, person, I would say. I was uh, born and raised in Germany, and uh, my family is French and German. That's why my accent is maybe not harsh German. I'm a physiotherapist who had to rethink her job now with COVID. Um, Mm. So I came up with the idea of uh, starting a podcast that is therapeutical (laughs) so I post Mm. meditations and I invite guys onto my show who open up about pain and disappointments Mm, interesting yeah in doing so the listener is benefiting and the person who's on my podcast has kind of a cathartic um, experience where they can release Mm. stress and pain from the past and move on
2: yeah i mean that sounds like some really good stuff there so how did you actually start that journey then because it doesn't sound like something that everybody kind of does you know how did you get involved within that
0: um i would say yeah if we go a good decade back um i was raped and after that horrible incident, my whole relationship with with men and um yeah dating changed mm-hmm. I have brothers, and my relationship with my brothers and with my dad also got worse and worse. And I think it was my fear, my anger um, for a man that I had after being raped, that totally changed my character. Also, I grew up in a family where the guys were also very like aggressive and dominant. So I also grew up with that mentality of oh, a man is never going to dominate me like this, and so. All this to say my my relationship with men was always troublesome, and then being raped didn't
1: happen okay. of course yeah I was just I was just going to say, I mean um, obviously your, your podcast is very um, male orientated as well, isn't it? You interview a lot of male guests, um you give a lot of advice to male um male people and females, of course um so so what sort of obviously you had a hatred towards men, what sort of made you transition b- between having a hatred for men to now helping male orientated people
0: it all started because my relationship to, to my brother my younger brother got worse and worse and i felt like he didn't want me to be in his life anymore and that was very painful mm. and then the me too movement in uh, 2018 made me realize that all those women like rebel now and open up about what happened to them but then we're stuck in pain and resentment And is that helping society? Is that helping ourselves? I don't think so. So what can we Mm -hmm. do to heal our relationship with men to trust again? And I think that's when I came up with the idea to to start interviewing men because I want to show to the world that there's so many like good men out there and we just have to start and Mm -hmm. focus on them and taking our focus away from those aggressive bullies from people who are behaving wrong and dominating people, um, treating them badly at their workplace um, and shift our uh, like attention um, to guys that are maybe a little shy or to to guys that, yeah feel like they're not good enough uh to Mm -hmm. start Mm -hmm. dating and um yeah it's been very successful like the guys who come to my show open up and there's other guys listening and are like oh that's cool that's the new masculinity to open up and to be vulnerable and women who are listening are like oh shit yeah maybe i i have to start healing maybe i have to start to forgive and and give a a man a chance and yeah
2: Mm, so sorry to hear that happened to aurora you know we're so grateful that you opened up about that absolutely horrific past event and it's interesting how you turned that extremely tragic thing and i know there's not even the words to describe its disgustingness yeah but how you turned that event around to change the perspective towards men you know it's truly remarkable so is that then how you kind of got into the meditation side of things
0: meditation is probably the last thing that i wanted to learn because you know i was always very anxious uh very restless and even like aggressive um a lot of women who go through trauma like this like shift into the masculinity and the the aggressive way of living approaching life and we totally reject the soft and and kind feminine energy so meditation started out to be just 2 minutes a day sit there with my thoughts with my feelings and then to go back to whatever i was doing but meditation really confronts you with what you are trying to run away from actually i it was uncomfortable but then the more i did it the more i was kind of being okay with that and and allowing it more and more and so it was a very mm. like baby steps that I had to use to start out meditating and yeah it's doing me well now and I want to share this with people who who still feel like they can't do it they're too restless because I was there and I know how hard it is and I try to yeah relate to people who are at that stage for many of our listeners
1: who might not meditate or never actually tried meditating themselves, what would you say to them? What, what are the benefits to meditation?
0: So I can just talk about my experience and it is making you aware of what your monkey mind, you know, your mind, your racing thoughts is all about. That is always with you. You can distract yourself with Netflix or porn or with uh, binge eating food but it's always there in the background sucking energy from you. So a lot of people feel drained right now and they don't know why they're sitting at home. um, But it is their brain um, sucking energy from their system because it's in over like stimulating mode. It is um, costing you so much energy to think about all these things that we think about. And when you, are on the internet, social media, or watch the news. You always have thoughts or opinions about something. Your monkey mind is always judging, opinionated, and um, wants to like, yeah, be there and and have an opinion. And when you sit down in meditation, you can calm all this down. You can bring all your anxiety, your anger, or depression down and and look at it. Yeah. And from there, you can reach a like mental space, so to say, that you can sort through stuff. Like, do I really yeah. want to have these thoughts? Because you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are just like something blabbering on the whole day. And you can direct these thoughts. You can think of a river. Mm. You can think of petting your cat or hugging your dad or something you can you can use your mind as a tool instead of your mind using you and this is what i learned with meditation is to tame that monkey mind and turn the volume down and tell it what i want my brain to think about and not the other way around
2: for sure meditation definitely sounds like one of those things where it's definitely the best thing in order to achieve peace within yourself I mean, just kind of relaying it back to myself for a couple for a second here is that I use an app called Calm and I do anywhere from a 10 to 40 minute meditation session before bed. Like I can't really sleep unless I do meditation. So I've kind of seen the benefits to meditation and it has got a lot of stigma where you think that, oh, you do one meditation session and then you're going to be like a guru, you're going to be completely calm. Uh, For me, anyway, it's taken me nearly four to five months to finally fully understand it and then integrate it within my day to day life. So would you say that? than that aurora that meditation is the ultimate way in order to achieve peace within ourselves
0: um i would say like besides exercising and eating well that yeah reflecting and and realizing what's going on in your head and clearing stuff out that doesn't serve you anymore um, is very very beneficial because this life we're living in Uh, Right now, this world is very fast paced. We have distractions at every corner and meditation kind of brings you back to yourself and you can go back to your dreams, go back to how you feel. And from there, you can go out into the world and be way more confident and, and solid with who you are. And then you make better decisions for yourself, too.
1: I don't know if you know much about what's happening in the UK. Uh, it happened in March, actually, this year. And it was a very devastating case about um, a lady called Sarah Everard, who was kidnapped and murdered by a police officer in the UK. I don't know if you know anything about that.
0: No, this is crazy. No. Yeah.
1: So, so it, it sparked a lot of um, controversy and protests in the UK mm-hmm. surrounding women feeling safe in public places. And these protests are still going, rightfully so. And it sparked a lot of hatred towards men as well because um, it was a male police officer that committed these horrendous acts and everyone's now blaming all of men for for what this one man has done. Mm -hmm. I mean, is this sort of the right way of going about things? Should we be blaming um, an entire gender because of something that a small statistic of men has done? Is this something we should be doing?
0: Of course not. Like, we're hurting ourselves in behaving that way and um, we have to see that there is a couple of foul apples but we as women this is what makes me so angry about modern feminism we cannot think that Mm. we can um, address that problem by ourselves we have to do it together as a team we have to unite with guys out there who are Um, There to protect us and who are there um, you know yeah as a team I cannot say it in a in a different uh, word um, because those guys Mm. have to be called out um, and I'm sure that I know like you guys for instance it must be terrifying and and so like Mm. bad for your uh, mental health to know that now every man is being like looked at differently like it is totally mm-hmm. scary and no this has to stop it has to be seen as a rotten apple that did something horrible but it has nothing yeah. to do with his gender
1: yeah yeah because 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 <clears throat> politicians are actually bringing it up in the house of commons now which is um the mer- the main place where laws are established. Um, um, in the UK, and they're actually on about curfewing men now, um, limiting them to a specific time where they can go out, socialise, uh, go to work. I'm sure there'll be expectations if something like this was to was to come about. Um, it's it was a lady, it was a baroness. Um, I think her name was Jenny Jones. Um, she brought it up in the House of Lords to say, "Here, let's make women safer by curfewing men." Do you think that something like this
0: should be happening? Yeah, it is very scary. Yeah. It's scary how, how politicians then think that they have a solution to everything, and it's harmful. It is so harmful to to go about things that way because we lose you guys as supporters then, you guys who could protect us and who could, you know, help us to, like, be, being against that war um, of people who abuse their... Um, how do you say their power? Um, we lose you because you're being locked up in, in your house now and and castrated, so to say.
2: Hmm, it's quite worrying to think how things are going to pan out in the future because we just don't know. So steering away from that topic for a second to discuss the concept of failure, specifically where I'm not sure well, you know they end up disappointing others or yourself. I'm quite curious to know. Have you got any tools and tips on how to overcome failure and self doubt through meditation?
0: So if it's just yourself and let's say you started a business, you did it because you believed in it and your family told you from the start, this is going to fail, you uh, yeah, you suck at this, blah, blah, blah. Then you have to know that you were brave enough to get out of your family and to start something new, to be a pioneer, and to know that when you're pursuing your dreams and success, It is like the progress is never linear. You will have to go through failure in order Mm. to know that you want that goal, that business, 120%. Mm. So what I like to do then is to reframe the thought and the feeling around failure and see it as a test. My God, how often Mm. have I been tested for the four months now with my podcast... If I really wanted to do it, you know, my technology failed. My self-doubt creeped up on me. And I just kept meditating and telling myself, this is just a test. And I have to continue being on that path if I have the intention to better myself or support other people and bring value to this world. Of course, if you are on a path of self-destruction or harming other people or stealing Mm. from other people it is the universe telling you okay you should get the fuck out of that because this is not good but if your intentions are right and you encounter failure just see it as a test Mm.
1: Mm. and would you say rejection is a type of failure
0: rejection well there's many types of rejection when it comes to dating it's of course very painful um, is it in mm. dating you were referring to or just?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, being rejected, I mean, let's say you rejected a job, you rejected a partner, like you just said, in dating. Um, would you say this is a failure? Or is this something that we should be living up to? Or
0: what, what What would you think? I think it's something that we should sit on and, and reflect about because sometimes we're being rejected um, by a potential partner because they can sense something inside of us that is not matching with them so for instance if you are a guy who wants to get married and have kids and you start dating a girl who's super pretty but her intentions are just having fun and sex and everything she will sense pretty Mm -hmm. quickly that you want something else and she might reject you not because of your looks but because she feels that vibe that is not matching hers So, again, just like with failure, I would start and reframe rejection and also see if you apply for a job, like, is it really the job that I want or is that rejection trying to tell me something about myself? Not that I'm a bad person or a failure, but maybe I'm digging at the wrong hole. Maybe I should look for Mm -hmm. something that is more in attunement with what I really want Because sometimes rejections are just the little, like, sting before you meet your dream partner, before you get to your dream job. And that rejection in the moment feels super shitty. But the next day or the week after, you realize, oh, if I didn't have that rejection, I would have never met that person or have the opportunity for that new yeah. job
1: yeah I, I mean i know you focused on rejection quite a lot in your podcast, haven't you i mean what's your what's your experiences with rejection i mean any good any bad experiences in your
0: life um yeah i always took rejection very very personal because i was very insecure with who mm. i was i was bullied at school so that doesn't help with uh, mm-hmm. self-esteem. So I always thought, oh, it's because yeah. I'm not good enough. It's because, yeah, I'm reaching for too big of a dream. Um, and it's it was not that. It, I was just reaching for a dream that was not in alignment with, with, with myself. I was trying to do yeah. something that was going to please my parents, that was going to please society. Um, and obviously I was not meant to do that, I was meant to do something else, so looking back now, I see rejection was there to kind of give me the right little slap to to keep me going into the right direction, different direction, but back then it was very hard to sit there and to feel like oh every door is being closed in front of my door uh, nose
2: yeah i mean like you said there rejection is probably one of the most painful emotions us as humans can like kind of go through I, I mean i've been through it several times jack i'm not sure <laughs> if you have yeah. Uh, but yeah it certainly took its toll on me for sure but you know rejection can happen at any age though right
0: mm-hmm. totally
2: does it affect people at different ages differently
0: i would say if you learn with age to to see it like to reframe it and to see it as a okay well it was not meant to be then um, but it has (coughs) nothing to do with my value with my lovability Um, I think you can learn to be more resilient and to kind of smirk a little bit Um, in your 20s in your teens it's extremely (coughs) tough because you still don't really know who you are and you don't know what the rejection is about and we oftentimes just make it about our self-worth and i would love to help our people and and make them see that it's it's nothing to do with their self-worth but
1: and that's the thing oh oh, go on jack i was was just gonna say um being young is the best time to be rejected because you know you've got plenty of time to um to to work at that and, and and move on you know um And I I think like, like Elliot was just saying, then, you know, we've all been rejected and I'm sure you have as well, or you were just mentioning that as well. And it's just something, it's part of life and you've just got to learn to move on. And there'll always be something, you know, better that comes along the way anyway. So
0: yeah. And maybe one last little thing there, like sometimes just have the intention when you wake up in the morning and tell yourself today, I'm going to go for rejection today. I'm going to do things Where I know I might face a rejection, but I'm just not gonna care. I'm just gonna be confident, I'm gonna be myself and ask and let's see how that's gonna get you.
2: I just mentioned there about teenagers for some odd reason it just makes me think about the whole comparison game you know yeah. don't get me wrong it does happen with adults as well uh, but especially with an increase in social media now I do feel that jealousy and comparison is just kind of on the increase mm-hmm. so the question I'm trying to get out here is effectively how can people start to feel more at peace with who they are
0: mm-hmm. so jealousy is always a sign that you're insecure with yourself so let's say that girl who has such pretty hair, who is so confident and she has so many friends, I see her on on social media and become jealous because I'm the opposite I feel. Well, maybe I can start feeling inspired instead of being jealous. And inspired not in a way that I'm gonna copy and paste now everything she does, but maybe see that she truly loves herself, she's truly confident with herself and see what can I do to feel that way. So it has to look like initially, um, like going back to who am I and what do I want in life? And then to know that as soon as you know what you want, you will also have that radiant and, and beautiful expression that is so attractive to people. You see, like oftentimes we feel like it is the physicality, like the physical appearance that is so attractive, but it's actually what people are radiating. They're radiating, I feel good, I know who I am, I know what I want, and you can get there too. And it has nothing to do, again, with putting makeup on and starting to paint your nails or for guys starting excessively to, to work out. It has all to do with find what brings you joy. And as soon as you're doing that on a daily basis, you will have that attractiveness and attract people.
1: Mm. Wow. Yeah. You know, I just need to start making notes (laughs) because I mean, this is really, really (laughs) interested. I was saying that the last guest we had as well, I need to bring a notepad to these podcasts. Um, you but, actually do, Jack. Yeah, I know. But um Aurora, obviously your your yoga slash meditation um personal trainer, is that the way to say it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so I'm guessing you're dealing with plenty of people, plenty of clients. What's it like now during the pandemic? I'm guessing there's a you know, a lot less clients you've suddenly got and it's a lot more difficult to get work. I mean, what what's it like?
0: Oh, it was horrible because I had to shut everything down and um sit with myself mm. and then everything crept up on me again what I was successfully running away Mm. from (laughs) so now I can slowly have clients again but not as before and it's okay we we have to be grateful sorry for what we have in the moment and um,
2: yeah for sure and hmm. you just mentioned there about um, how during the coronavirus pandemic you kind of used your job in a way to also distract you do you feel then that distracting yourself is a healthy thing to do or do you think to avoid the problem or do you think you should face the problem face on
0: yeah I think there's a fine line between healthy distraction and self-destructive Distraction. So when you're really actively trying to run away from something, um, I know myself and I know how I tend to run away from realities that have to be faced. So this is why when COVID came, I was like, okay, well, now I know what to do. Um, I have to sit down and reflect and, and let go of stuff that is still weighing me down um yeah so i think if you become self-aware if you start to get to know yourself you will know right away if you're distracting yourself from something or if you're just enjoying life and and not trying to get like too hung up on on something do you know what i mean
2: mm. yeah, yeah yeah for sure and as we were just talking about social media and the whole comparison game do you believe in what it promotes then because you know it's inevitable that people are going to get affected in different ways I'm just curious to know, are you for or against social media?
0: I would say I'm totally for social media, but I feel that we should all, and that's not just for teenagers, we should all learn how to use it better in order to be aware um, how it affects our mental health. So what I started doing is that I start setting myself a time and then always have like an intention why am i going on social media oh because i want to message my mm-hmm. friend you know because then you don't get too lost to give yourself a guidance and then to stick to those guides and then put your foot uh, sorry phone away and and mm-hmm. go on with your life and know that you have to have a hobby in the outside world be it a sport be it painting be it music Whatever it is where you want to put your main focus and social media is just a little addition. It's just nice to keep connected with our friends. But to kind of boil the importance down, um, yeah, that's what I would suggest. I don't know if it's doable yeah. or if it makes sense, but this is how I go about it.
2: Well, yeah, it definitely sounds like a way to maybe deal with social media addiction and stuff like that. You know, it sounds like a really good idea.
1: And there are so many social medias out there as well. Now everyone's on everything. You've got LinkedIn, you've got Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. I, I can't go off to name all the others, but there's so many. And people are dedicating most of their lives to social media nowadays. And they are. Um, it, it is their life for some people as well. And I guess that could be bad for your mental health.
0: Totally. Um, And you know what helped me too is that you can see that there is consumers and creators. So the consumer is the person Mm. who always scrolls and becomes jealous. And the creator, of course, can do the same and be jealous and look at competition. But the creator can start and only focus on her or his content. Like you guys are maybe Mm. doing with the podcast now. When you go on, you post your content and you create content for others instead of being a consumer. Because I feel the creators out there, there might be addicts too, but they have a different kind of um, effect on, it has a different effect on their mental health because they are putting something out there um, do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%.
0: Shifting from being the passive consumer into I'm creating something, I'm putting something out there that is of value for people. And then you feel hmm. different about yourself too and, and more confident and know that, okay, I'm actually doing something positive. And if you don't want to be a creator, if you just want to be a consumer, then really check your time and check your intention and have a hobby outside of facebook that gives you a sense of self and and a good Mm -hmm. feeling you know what
1: aurora just before we end i thought it might be a really good idea to see whether or not we could actually um go through a meditation session with you as our host (laughs) would it be something you'd be happy to do
0: (laughs) i would totally love to do that especially if i know that you are like in a comfortable space and you can yeah actually enjoy it. I would love to guide you through a couple of minutes there yeah,
1: that'd be amazing. I think I think me and Elliot at the moment, you know uni life, mortgages we're, we're stressed all right and I think it's, <laughs> I think it's good that if we you know we try something like this, and for someone like me as well who doesn't meditate on a regular basis, I think it'd be really interesting and, and you know, I might even take up meditation after this, so um yeah where do we start
0: (laughs) no pressure on me then that's awesome (laughs) okay so you guys are seated you are comfortable where you are
2: yes let me adjust. i'm currently driving is that okay or
1: (laughs) 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 yeah so i mean yeah go ahead all
0: right what i usually tell my people is um so you feel your sit bones on the floor or on the chair you're sitting on right So now you can adjust your pelvis through your sit bones. You can kind of bring your pelvis forward so that your lower back arches a little bit. And then you can roll it Mm. backwards and then you kind of slouch. I want your pelvis so you have your feet, if you're seated, grounded on the floor. And you adjust your pelvis, just like we said, so that you have a little bit of an arch in your lower back. And you will see... Or feel right away that your spine is straight. So now roll your shoulders up and back. Your shoulders up and back. You let your shoulders rest there. And your spine is now in a very straight position without any big effort. Without any big muscle engagement. You can have your hands open up to the sky. Resting on your thighs. Or you can have your hands for a more grounding sensation facing down holding your knees or your thigh kind of thing. And then you close your eyes. If that feels comfortable, if if not, you keep them open. And you start noticing your breath. Usually when we're anxious, the breath is very shallow. When we're doing work, like for university or social media, the breath gets really shallow. So just notice your Mm. breath. Don't try to change it, just focus in on your breath. And the breath is the number one tool that can help you regulate stress. So when we breathe shallow, our system, our body is kind of in a survival mode and doesn't know, okay, what kind of stress are we dealing with? As soon as your breathing goes deeper down into your belly, Your body starts to relax, and your mind starts to relax too in return. So now relax the muscles around your eyes, your jaw, and your neck. Have your chin slightly tucked so that your neck is nice and elongated. And then come back to your breath. And then, of course, your monkey mind is going to kick in and be like, oh, my God, how long is that going to take? Why am I doing this? I want to do something else. And just know that this is perfectly normal. Every person who meditates has these thoughts. They just don't talk about it. (laughs) And then maybe you're thinking about your to-do list or about a fight that you had but come back to your breath. Know that all these things can wait. And usually when we're anxious, we're overwhelmed, we have too many thoughts. But know that taking those couple minutes can give you so much relaxation and afterwards you can be even more productive. And every time when I stop talking, notice your monkey mind kicking in again, wanting to do something else, and you just bring it back to your breath and know that you're doing something good for yourself, for your mental health. Maybe you can feel already that your anxiety levels are going down And if not, that's perfectly normal too. Focus back into your breath. Relax the muscles around your eyes. And what I like to do sometimes is to go into birds' perspective and to look down onto myself and to send myself some gratitude. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for allowing some time. Thank you for always trying, never giving up. Thank you for believing in myself. I say these things see how your monkey mind reacts because your monkey mind might be saying oh my god like she doesn't even know me what is this i'm not worthy of this and you just put it like turn the volume down of that little devil again and if you're perfectly fine and at peace then you're a badass meditator already Now bring your hands to heart center in kind of a prayer position, in front of your heart. Maybe even press your thumbs into your sternum, into your heart. Maybe you can feel your heartbeat. And then you bow down a little bit, just your head a little bit down towards your hands. And say thank you for making that time for myself. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking care of myself. Namaste.
1: Wow, I love that. Thank you so much, Aurora.
2: Wow, I actually am feeling really tired after that. I'm already feeling (laughs) a lot more relaxed. And I don't know if that's because I do it during bedtime and my brain's thinking, oh, it's time to sleep now. But the bird's eye perspective thing, I've not heard about that before. That's something that's super interesting to me. I know I do give in the thought, uh, positive thoughts to yourself, but never a bird's eye perspective. That's a really interesting technique there that I'll definitely add into my little regime. Wow. And thanks for ever so much for joining us today, Aurora. The stuff you spoke about, I mean, you're such a a powerful woman yourself such a inspiration of the stuff you've been through is truly magnificent to who how it's shaped you to become who you are today and i can't thank you enough for joining us today on this podcast
0: thank you so so much for having me and for connecting i'm very grateful um yeah to have that time with you to connect with you and i'm hoping that Our content here is being received well.
1: Thank you so much, Aurora. Thank you. And uh, stay tuned for the Chatterbox podcast, where we will be broadcasting every week on Monday. So please do get in touch and please do follow us on Twitter at The Chatterbox, where we'll keep you informed. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care and good night.
0: Yay. Thank you so much for listening to the Borealis experience. And yeah, that was uh, Elliot and Jake. I will have them on my show here, the Borealis Experience, very soon to ask them, yeah, what are young people, young guys in the UK going through and how can we support men better? Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.